0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another dramatic and controversial weekend in Scottish football. The gap stays at nine points again after Celtic beat Hibs and Rangers won at Motherwell. Well, there were no big winners at the bottom, but Aberdeen beating Hearts could be huge in the battle for third. And it seems like nearly every single team in the league was unhappy with referees and or VAR. At the weekend I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me to go over it all Is Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna You are spot on Gordon Because this was the weekend When the refs went too far For Premiership managers Lee Johnson raging over decisions As Hibs lost at Celtic Park Stuart Kettlewell reacting with fury As Motherwell lost to Rangers Derek McInnes couldn't believe Kelly didn't get a penalty for Andy Considine's handball And Dundee United were so incensed With the penalty awarded to St Mirren They've now written to the SFA To demand a crisis summit In fact, the only dodgy call VAR didn't get involved in Over the weekend Was when Hugh Keevan said Celtic wouldn't get a winner Well it's as we were in terms of points at the top again. of the league again because Rangers and Celtic are just at it at the moment uh, and winning against all comers I don't want to take too much more time on this because I want you to get right down to the phone calls <laughs> to get the VAR conversation started because it was a particularly mm. colourful weekend in that regard I think people who listen regularly will know I'm consistent I like at some point to talk about you know which players were good and which players were bad and, and, and team performances and all that sort of stuff and every night I just feel like I'm banging my head against a brick wall Roger Hanna I think it's looking less and less likely tonight never happened just forget it it's never going to happen we're just going to talk about the, the VAR the referees the controversy the dodgy decisions and the new world we had Robbie Nielsen introducing Decapitation to the lexicon of Scottish football the other week. Now we have calibration. Absolutely. Right. 01419511025. Indulge me. Come on. Keep a sort of young but getting older man happy. We can talk about football at some point. Surely. Surely. No. We no. can manage it between now and 8 o'clock. But 01419511025. That is the number you need. So get in touch and let us know what you took away from the weekend. Roger Hanna, what was your result of the weekend to result set the tone? Result of the weekend, I'm going to dip out of the top flight. What about Queen's Park? Coming from behind oh, okay. to beat Inverness Cali Thistle on a day when Dundee and Partick Thistle carved up a nil-nil draw to damage each other's title claims. Owen Coyle, having brought Queen's Park up into the Championship via the playoffs, might just take them into the Premiership directly, automatically. And that win, Stephen Eze's winner, 2-1, that could be one of the most important goals in the modern era of Queen's Park football. He's a student of the game. You must have something top flight for me, Kenny Miller. Absolutely. I'm going to go uh, Barry Barry Robson's Aberdeen, 3-0 against Hearts, his third straight win. And now hot on the heels of Hearts and Hibs. Uh, Well, ahead of Hibs now, but hot on Hearts' heel for third spot. Big result, big performance, third win in a row. Absolutely, goal of the weekend. Some good choices. I must admit, I was I was enjoying the the list. What have you picked on top? Um, I've gone for Nicky Devlin. Actually, um, he was in the news last week. David Martindale basically conceding defeat um, in his hopes of keeping the Livingston captain at the club next season, and a terrific winner up from right back. He, it was a weekend for the right backs. James Tavernier getting that free kick against Motherwell, but I think Nicky Devlin probably just wins it. 
Okay, Kenny. A lot of good strikes, like Roger says. I've got Dre Wright, I've got Devlin down, Haxabanovich with another similar finish to Bender into that corner oh, coming yeah. off the left. You've got another Tavernier free kick, but I'm going to go for my ex international teammate, Stephen Fletcher. Oh, yeah. He flicks the ball on, he stays alive, he moves towards it, the touch with his right foot, and then the next step, half volleying it with his left foot into the bottom corner. A wonderful, classy finish for Stephen Fletcher. Not bad choices at all Right let's get into The nitty gritty of it What was your howler Of the weekend I'm going <laughs> Well I'm going to jump in And I'm going to go Referees And VAR In general just, just, Across just the board okay. And I know You can't tar everybody With the same brush I get it oh, But there was that much Controversy In numerous games uh, All of it Probably no Fair But We'll get into it I'm sure Over the course of the next two hours I can say it quite happily Because he's not here Again but uh, Andy Halliday's hearts Four defeats in five 3-0 down at Aberdeen at half time It's not a very good run of form For a side who once Looked nailed on for third place Now there must be question marks Creeping into that Gordon Howler, what we got left? Top man, top performer Who's the, who's the star of the show from the weekend? Who's the star of the show for the weekend? I'm going to go for O I think Off the bench um, finally broke the resistance of a stubborn mm. ten man Hibs. Um, showed off abs not dissimilar to my own, Gordon, and of course managed to quietly for that type of comedy, is it not? Qu- qu- quieten down Hugh Keevans who, when the goal went in, simply said, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go for Duke." The normal results oh, and the performances good, kind of stay in. Duke's been outstanding all season. Two massive goals early in the game on Saturday. He's 13th, he's 12th and 13th of the season in the league. Uh, yep, strong, big player up there up front with me off Changed days as well, isn't it? Remember the old days we used to have Millers and Boyds and Fergusons and McFadden's. Now we've got Duke and O. Absolutely right. 01419511025. That is the number you need. So get in touch and let us know what is on your mind. Go on then, just briefly, right? 30 seconds each. Talk to me about the football this weekend. Sum that all up before we get into what I know people are going to want to whinge about. Good games. The weekend, 11 out of 12 teams in the top flight scoring goals. Started with Rangers in that topsy-turvy game at Fur Park. Plenty of excitement. Celtic huffed and puffed for a wee while, but got the job done. Still nine points clear. As Kenny said, big win for Aberdeen against Hearts. And if there wasn't nerves... Tension and anxiety At the bottom of the Premiership Before the weekend There sure is now Because none of them won Yep and I still think Now it'll be a three horse race At the bottom Uh, I now think it could be A three horse race for third now Like Roger says Hearts have just been clawed back A little bit by a a poor runny form Big result for Livingston And Davy Martindale as well Getting herself back into the top six A position I do think they'll get At the end of the season Maybe St Mirren Will just miss out for me So yeah A big weekend gone And obviously now We've got international break In two weeks to wait For the next The next round of fixtures 01419511025 Let's go James is first up tonight what's your point James good evening Gordon good evening gentlemen hello just a point about the VAR um, it's not working really is it it's causing as many arguments as it's solving and uh, it's costing a fortune uh, and you know every, every week you're getting all these you're getting these arguments about you know that this was wrong and I think it's wrong and the lives weren't straight you're getting all this we, we've survived without, without it for over 100 years. I think we could manage maybe another season or two yet to get the technology really right that it can't, it's not, you know, uh, that it's not going to fail. But to be honest with you, 
I, I would I would draw a line under it and just say let's go back to the, the way we were before and leave the referees and their, their assistants to make the mistakes or rather they get it right. Couple of things there, um, Roger, but but this is the problem. It's all right saying that now. VAR is here because people across the globe, remember, not just here, couldn't accept mistakes. That, that is that is essentially it in a nutshell. That's why we've got it. Yeah. So, and they came up with something that was meant and, to reduce mistakes. Some people seem to have it in their head that it was going to eradicate mistakes, which it obviously was never going to. So, we're, we're, the world football is not just going to rip this up now. No, world football isn't going to rip it up. Um, the technology itself is fine. I think you need to put your trust that the lines are calibrated properly and that the offside decisions that are taken are the correct offside decisions. The other problems you have with VAR are nothing to do with technology. They're to do with the mm-hmm. implementation of the system by human beings, yeah. i.e. the refs who aren't actually on the pitch. And that's where a lot of the issues came. And one of the bugbears, and I'm sure James will agree with this, one of the bugbears is a lack of communication to the supporters on the ground and the supporters watching and listening at home. You know, I'll give you an example. Kilmarnock against St Johnson at the weekend. First of all, Kelly have a goal disallowed. Nobody in the stadium knows why. Turns out Kyle Vassell's handled the ball and it's gone into the net. Right decision though. Correct. As, as picked up by correct, correct decision. But it baffles a lot of the people there because sure. they don't know what's going on. And then Andy Halliday, sorry, Andy Considine I should say, who's about to sign for the Caledonia Gladiators basketball team with a look at his performance at the weekend, has got away with one. But it's gone to VAR. Everybody can see it's a handball, so why is it not given? Could there have been a foul in the box before Andy Considine handled the ball? It's perfectly plausible, but there's no communication and nobody knows. Mm. I think, Kenny, there are obviously loads of problems, right? And loads of things to disagree with, but it does feel appropriate to sort of not, not broad brush everything Because James for instance said there You know let's just leave it a couple of years Until the, you know we get the technology and it doesn't fail The technology isn't failing What you can say is failing if you want Is that the referees are not making decisions That you agree with or that I agree with Or that, or that James agrees with um, But by and large The technology is not really failing In fact and, and, and by the way it, it will one day And it does It's happened in English Premier League We've seen 40 minute delays to Leeds against Arsenal Because the electricity had gone off or whatever And VAR wasn't working So the technology will fail But actually, miraculously It's not really happened that often up here What is happening is Bad decisions have been made Bad decisions are getting made Again, one thing is clear Again, whether you agree or It doesn't look like it on your TV Offside is offside that is it Whether it's a toenail Or whether it's Whatever it is Offside's offside So all the Again the noise Surrounding a couple of the goals At the weekend Again it's immaterial They're offside Or you're not offside It's as simple as that Where the problems arise Like Roger And you and yourself Gordon say It's the interpretation of laws It's human error Or human beings Thinking this is one way And it's potentially another Personally I think The, the two sending offs Were wrong Again, you've got other referees that come out on another platform saying, no, no, they're right, it's a second yellow, which then obviously leads to the red. I don't think that Slattery was a red card. I don't think that Yuan was a red card. That is referees, that is human beings looking at that and disagreeing with that decision. It's not the technology failing. The technology is there for these referees to look at, to try and maybe help out their, their, their mate that's on the pitch who might not have seen something. So it's getting used properly. Again, I'll go back to offside's offside. Mm. 
I mean James You're a Celtic fan So With your Celtic And Hibs Game hat on What did you make of those decisions For instance There was quite a few uh, In there wasn't there yeah, I thought. I mean, the, the, the penalty that were um, Hatsovanovic were always at Ibada kicked the ground, you know, and the referee was he was quite a wee bit away, and he thought it was a penalty, and he gave a penalty, and then it was reviewed, and they got it right, and 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 really, Celtic Celtic don't want to win any games by, by getting dodgy decisions, you know, um, because they're capable of winning it without the dodgy decisions. So, um, but I thought that I thought it was it was fine, but there was still there was still one or two things that they didn't get right. And it's uh, you know people people still argue after games. Now you see, they thought well that'll be then because they really are sure the pitchers they've got the right. They're not getting the right all the time. Do you think Hibs were unlucky to go down to ten men, or was that the right call? Um, it's hard to judge. I don't only saw it in the telly, so it's, it's quite hard to judge. Just wasn't in the telly, you know. Um, you don't if you're at the game, you, you know you see it there. Um, a couple of my pals that, that, that were at the game. They, they said that you know, it's 50-50 You know, it could have gone either way Quite a few in there um, I mean, Lee Johnson, furious Pick your way through them um, What order did they come in? I can't even remember You take it away, Roger Hanna um, I thought the penalty awarded against Star- Carl Starfeld For his tug on Paul Hanlon Was a penalty um, What will infuriate a lot of Celtic fans is You quite often see those And they're not given mm-hmm. But by the letter of the law It's a penalty um, likewise, later on in the game When Hanlon fouled Cameron Carter-Vickers I thought it was enough in that For a penalty to be given as well um, The Eli Ewan second yellow Not for me Not for me I'm not even sure it was a foul in Celtic's way But even if you want to give it as a foul for Celtic Certainly to me it's not a mm. second yellow card He did merit his first yellow Late challenge in Starfield um, And then the abandonment The abandonment's just a mistake He's, he, he's toes... You know, he's, he's tripped over the turf If you like Stumbled mm. And gone down And look I, I get Because there are nights like this That the refereeing standards Probably deserve to take a bit of a doing But yeah. at the same time It is easy to forget the occasions where We, we did need VAR And it did kind of work Because when you see Abada Flying through at full speed And you see David Marshall Flying out And you see Abada go down You do think it's a penalty But it's good that VAR was there Because you can see that he just about Stubs his toe before David Marshall get there, so it works there, Kenny. That's that's one of the that's one of the situations but, where it's been worked, but it's a correct decision. You know, the offset, uh, sorry, the, the the handball that Vassell, it's a clear handball with a turnaround and and and, and it hits into the goal. And it's because the correct he decision. scores it, it's just Absolutely. one of those. Absolutely. So what about the Starfelt penalty giveaway? I, I, I get it again. Now to the letter of the law is a penalty Very similar to the Morelos instant in Livingston a couple of weeks back I don't think he's really going to get anywhere near the ball But when the defender pulls it And he does pull it pretty aggressively You're, you're opening yourself far obvious, now yeah. He's going to look at it And you're probably going to get penalised for it I thought the other one was I mean, Roger saying it's enough for a penalty He's suggesting that it wasn't as much as what happened to Hanlon But if they start the other end There's no way it was uh, I thought it was very very soft very soft But when you're going to pull a jersey Or someone's arm You're now open Because of VAR It could get given It could not get given Is it clear and obvious If it's not given mm. or? And I mean I, he did I give know. that one on the spot Didn't he the referee um, And Tibbs sending off As Lee Johnson got harsh. right to be Very yeah. very harsh I even think the initial booking It is a late challenge But it's a striker's challenge and Ah striker's and, and, union Sticking <laughs> well, together But the second one I think there could be a pull on you Anne Initially and as he's fallen back, he raises Carter Vicker is. I mean, if you mm. say he's in danger and your opponent by your actions, Carter Vicker's the one that puts his head down there to be in danger, like to endanger himself. I thought it was a harsh red card. Yeah, imagine uh, what would have happened if I hadn't been against Fulham. Uh, <laughs> 
Which uh, tells you that everyone's having their issues I think, I don't know if that makes you feel yeah, any better But listen, the SFA can be comfortable the, the refs are getting on top of things Just ahead of three old firm games before the end of the season And then, you know, we should know this by now But in case we don't, this is not something we've dreamt up This is just the way it works everywhere Because LAU and second yellow card A bit like Callum Slattery If you want to debate that one um, You know, nothing can be done about it Can't go to VAR, nope. that sort of thing That's... That's um, above our pay grade. I think um, that's something that could be looked at, though. When there's something that leads to a red bookings. card, I think I think it's really because when a decision's made like that, that uh, is, is taking the team down to ten men, that directly impacts mm. the result of a game of football. I think it could be looked at, and again, that's the rules. It's not the application of a VAR or a referee. Mm. It's the rules. I think that could be looked at. Let's bring in. Thank James first of all, and bring in Mark. What have you got for us, Mark? Good afternoon, or good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good, good. How are you, Mark? Yeah, I'm, I'm well, I'm well. Um, my point's not about VAR. Um, me, personally, I've got over it. Uh, we had referees making shocking decisions that didn't answer to any of them, and it's still going on even with VAR. So I've kind of moved on from that. My point is, Lee Johnson's got a cheek to complain about anything, considering him and his backroom staff, the tactics they, they try to implement at Parkhead at the weekend. Um... I think it was very unprofessional and I think it's a shocking indictment that this is where other clubs are thinking off the field, what can we do to upset Celtic to try maybe even get a draw on the field? I, I just thought that was embarrassing. Lee Johnson smiled about it and... What in, many, part- what in particular, Mark, just in, for anyone who doesn't know what you're on about? They're, they're throwing the balls onto the pitch. Um, that, that's what he got the, the card for. Ah, right. uh, and it wasn't just him, there was a couple of them. Um, and it's just wasting time. I, I, once you're on the pitch, fair enough, it, it's anything to win that game um, within reason. But off the pitch, tactics like that, it was embarrassing. And, and he, should, he shouldn't have come out and started complaining about the referees' shocking decisions if that's what he's doing on the touchline. I must admit, Roger, that that is news to me. I know I've seen some dugouts do it before. I mean, I wouldn't name names, but in unrelated news, Marvin Bartley's here on Wednesday. Um, if you if you want to listen, and then um, I, yeah, I didn't know that. But is that is that gamesmanship? Is it yeah, is it gone I, too far? I think it's what, gamesmanship. The... It's, listen, Lee Johnson um, listed a very defensive team at the start. It was Eli Ewan up top in his own, and that was about it. In the previous two games. Celtic had taken 10 goals off Hibs 6-1 at Celtic Park 4-0 at Easter Road um, The previous game for Hibs Before coming to Celtic Park Was a 4-1 at home to Rangers So he was clearly just trying to Park the bus once it had arrived from Leith um, It ended up not working for him And I thought, you know We've got a goal of the week And a howler of the week What we don't have is a put-down of the week If we did have a put-down <laughs> of the week It would have belonged to Ange Postecoglou Because when he was asked about Lee Johnson's post-match criticism of the officials, he said, "I know, mate. I've had to listen to it for the last hundred minutes." Um, I suppose, Mark, just to to sort of test your your anger and make sure we're being completely fair and honest about this. If it's a Champions League game and Celtic are up against it, and John Kennedy chucks a ball on to cause a bit of mischief, are you bothered or do you quite like it? I, I, honestly, um, with the the history of my club, I would be embarrassed. I would. I wouldn't want to see Celtic doing that against Barcelona in the Champions League. Or when you're on that park, yeah, run it into the corner. Waste time when you're on the park. But for management and backroom stuff, where, where does it stop? Is, is that the the start of the new tactics now to try beat Celtic and maybe Rangers um, once they start um, 
Coming up to the top again Yeah, Don't get me wrong Kenny You obviously shouldn't do it I mean I get that It just depends how you You know what I, How I, far I up your it. priority list is I don't know what game it was at I think it was a game down south Where Someone went on a counter attack And it was a, a, a coach or an assistant He kicked the ball That's, on the pitch to Like it's a dirty tactic for me yeah. A real dirty Again that In that particular scenario It was a real dirty tactic If it's The ball's out And then it's a throwing the ball on When the ball's kind of dead And things But in game In mm. play I don't know exactly Mark what, what the exact scenario was But if it was an in game thing And there was something And the ball was thrown on To stop a, a situation for Celtic To, to benefit Then I, I don't like it at all So I've got to agree with Mark We are up and running over one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's a little bit on Celtic Park, but yet you probably disagree with some of the stuff you've heard. So get those calls in. We've not even scratched the surface of Firth Park yet, uh, or Rugby Park, or Tanada. You get you catch my drift. So oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on down. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 And we're trying our best to go over all the talking points from the weekend Might need to extend the show till midnight And if you think we've missed one Put us in our place That's the point 01419511025 You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB uh, We've said a little bit about the game at Celtic Park If you want to keep going with that you can do not mentioned some of the big talking points from Fur Park yet. I think Kenny did uh, show his hand on a couple. And listen, the floor is yours because Kilmarnock are incensed. St. Was it St. Mirren the other way around? Dundee United were incensed at the penalty. Uh, there was a lot going on. So 01419511025. That is the number you need. And like I say, you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. I think we're about to speak to John on the line. Indeed, we are. John is in Knightswood. How are you, John? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, good stuff. Good man. What's your point for us? Uh, it's not about the VAR. I think we need to start training these people up who are watching the VAR because there's just so many bad decisions. As Kenny said, our side's our side. Celtic got a penalty which, uh, against this for Starfield, which I thought was bang on. They had got a man setting off, which I thought was really rubbish. Celtic also got a penalty and then chopped off, and it was quite rightly chopped off. But as I said, the, the consistency's no there. Um, yeah, you, you and I know this, Roger, because we've we've duelled on this before. I think the word consistency is just troublesome because, like, you're, sometimes you are comparing two incidents that are entirely different, and then yeah. even when you think you're comparing two incidents that are similar, you're still talking about Kenny's set of eyes versus your set of eyes. I, I don't know what consistency means there on the stuff that it's supposed yeah, to be open to well, interpretation. And, and I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples just to back up what you're saying, Gordon. One is. The shirt pull you, you look at it now I, I agree with John I think it is a penalty I've already said that and I said it on Saturday as well Kenny likened it to the one by James Penrice On Alfredo Morelos yep. That VAR gave as a penalty at Livingston A couple of months ago A few weeks back But equally You do see a lot of shirt pulls in the box That are just left go um, You then look at Handball There's Andrew Considine Handball Clear as you like In the box Come mm-hmm. Alex and Johnson Not given and yet, so many handballs, rightly or wrongly, mm-hmm. are given. Yeah, but but this but this would be the thing, isn't it? Because how many of them can you honestly say are exact? Well, this is a bad example because you all think that Considine should have been given, but are there many that are exactly like Considine's? That one seems extremely obvious, and this maybe goes back to something you said because John is um, John is is actually not got such a problem with with VAR, but but more the refs, the people who are who are making yeah. the decisions. 
do we need to Is it ones like the Considine one That you, you really could be doing With an explanation could, I know, Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I know this won't be popular right on this show I know it won't But even although you think there were mistakes made At Celtic's game And maybe at Fir Park On the face of it The Considine one would fall into the more Inexplicable bracket yeah, Whereas like, actually those other ones are probably not as, can we, be, as we said at the top of the show Gordon There could be a perfectly logical explanation for it Maybe the VAR has spotted a foul in the build-up to this play before the handball. Therefore, that negates the handball. But we either need to communicate that, or if that's not the case, then yeah. how on earth now, have you reached that decision? We live in Scotland, and maybe even mm. if they had said that was the explanation, not everybody's going to accept it. No. But at least we would know the explanation. Mm. Nobody knows why that wasn't given as a penalty. Is, and is that, is if it, you're in Kilmarnock's position... Down near the bottom of the Premiership That's very hard to take mm. So you think John It's more about So what do we do about that John How do we make these people Make better decisions So you actually don't think You know VAR itself Is this big evil You just think that people Are, are interpreting things wrong Exactly That's what it is And I said And that's what Roger says It's the fact that There's no explanation To why the decisions are given And it, and it leaves everybody In like a conundrum And it's that's if they maybe explained why that decision was reached, then maybe we could understand a bit more, you know. And then the whole the whole thing could be maybe understood a lot a lot more. Now, if that's the case, Kenny, why does it seem so much? Is it is a lot of this because there was an expectation that things were going to be better than they are? Is that what it is? Because what we've already covered, you can't deny. You can argue over the percentage. VR is clearly helping in some instances Of course it is Right It obviously is But it doesn't feel like it is Do you know what yeah. I mean by that? You know it, it, People would have you believe that We're getting more decisions wrong Than we did last year Which is, is impossible That can't be the case When you think about offsides We spoke about Abada You know Various others Did we expect too much from it? I think we did See the minute I was When I went to Australia It came in and I, I remember how I felt That you expected everything to be correct And it's just not the case It doesn't look at everyone for, for, for a start It's still coming down to a, a human being Looking at a situation and, and again, interpreting a law And it's and they're going to get things wrong I mean, the, part of the problem I feel Again, going back to a few of the sending off scenarios Is I don't think referees understand how footballers behave or the people who make the rules understand how footballers will behave. Firstly, you can't say one guy is going to move the exact same as the other way, but the slattery one, again, I'm going to go on to the slattery one. I've seen it, I've only seen it once. I've seen it live. And I thought, all he's doing is putting his arm up like every footballer does to protect himself and to protect the ball from the oncoming pressure of Todd Cantwell. Cantwell goes down like a sack of potatoes by holding his face when it looks like it happened in the neck. So again, I didn't really like that. But even if he did catch him in the face, hey, whatever we watch again, if you want, there you are. I'm good uh, to you. It doesn't mean if there's contact in the face that it's a yellow card or a second yellow card to lead to a red card. And it is always the listen. It's maybe there's no excessive force in that because you have seen players also having a little check to see where the pressure's coming and throwing their their arm back. Slattery's eyes are fixed on the ball. He can he can feel the pressure. He puts his arm up to stop that coming into him and protect himself and protect the ball. I don't think that's how you got it. And I think that was my initial thought because I know how people behave. Referees have got to have a, an understanding of situations in the game. Again. 
I don't think I think that's a very very harsh situa- situation to find and what I'd say is I think the rule needs to be looked at on that on that scenario where Motherwell were going down to 10 men against Rangers Rangers are probably going to win against 11 men uh, they go down to 10 men against a, a top team Hibs again early in the game go down to uh, Celtic it's no no at Celtic Park was it 24 26 minutes in and they're down to 10 men it's an uphill struggle yes they went on and took the lead but Celtic did what they do and they come back and they win the game I think the rule could be changed for looking at situations mm. for second yellow cards particularly in these scenarios I think they're wrong um, I mean it's, that's a worldwide thing isn't yeah, it Roger it, I guess it's it because is, they don't want to Ian, Ma- Ian Maxwell when it was introduced in October now we are talking about Valor, the problems of Valor this season. We've only had it since October. Not even, mm. not even had it for a full season. Seems yet. like a lifetime, Roger. It does. And Ian Maxwell said there would be teasing troubles. And he's been proved absolutely correct. What I would like to know is what the SFA are doing to address the teasing troubles. Because, you know, we've had this weekend alone Lee Johnson, Stuart Kettlewell, with a Derek McInnes complaining. Did the United so incensed they've actually now written to Hamden? And asked for a crisis mm. summit to address it But I, I spoke to See on some of this stuff Sorry to interrupt right, But yeah. I think this is important What what over the weekend was teething trouble? Well I'll, I'll give you an example I was just about to say I spoke to Roy McGregor Up at Ross County a couple of weeks ago Now Ross County actually have been quite hard hit You know they had Jack Baldwin sent off by VAR I Originally got a yellow card yep. if you remember VAR upgraded sure. to Reds Got a three game ban Same game Scored a goal yeah. The good fact they got the penalty Against yeah, yeah, Motherwell yeah, yeah. You'll remember And the penalty by VAR sure. Was turned round the other mm. way The week before I was there When they played Dundee yeah. United Lou and Kenna Now yeah, again yeah. Got it trusted off sidelines Goal disallowed County were quite a hard hit Roy McGregor wasn't complaining About any of the decisions yeah. That have come against County He said He had a two pronged complaint One being It wasn't what was sold To the clubs The clubs were told That A VAR would only intervene in the case of clear and yeah. obvious errors. I've been hearing that for years, though. And, and, and it's intervening in, in everything. World football, and B, they were also told these decisions would be cleared up quite quickly. It wouldn't interrupt the flow of the but, game or spoil the entertainment I, well, for the fans. I, I get that, but I still think that's separate, right? Because we're, we, we, we're, we're, talking, we're what, talking tonight, right? You're and asking you're, what the problem with VAR is at the weekend. I, I would say to you, considering handball. Right. Because nobody, nobody knows right. Nobody knows no, but, but, why but, that's But generally what I'm saying is right. You, everyone keeps talking about, about this teething problems thing yeah. Who, In three years time The referee might still like might yeah. still te- think te- that te- Ailey Younes is ascending te- off te- might... Teething problems one the, the club feel that VAR is interfering too much Teething problem two It's still taking too long for the decision to be taken That's fine Teething uh, trouble three Fans and grounds sure. don't know what's happening But I'm not disagreeing with any of that What I'm saying is the, the real rage this weekend Seems to be coming from simply Bad decisions Or decisions that people are disagreeing with There ain't no amount of teething That's good. That's that's not going to be fixed You're not just going to suddenly rock up Next season or the season after And the referee doesn't think That Eli Ewan should be sent off Or doesn't think that Todd Cantwell Should be oh, sent no, off they're, or doesn't they're, think, not var, they're not VAR issues But that's where the main complaint Is this weekend it seems I'm not so sure I think with the main complaint is the one that's emanated from Tannadice because Dundee United are so angry they're actually writing formal letters again, to Hamden people do over, that, the, though, don't over they? the penalty decision. Right, exactly. A judgment call on a penalty decision that is not a VAR teething problem. What that is, that's it's a situation not, Dundee United being in a real bad predicament and they're thinking this could have cost us where points. Where VAR comes in there is Dundee United have the mistaken belief 
that VAR should intervene there and say, ref, you've made a mistake there, it's not a penalty. Sure, but if you've still got people who are making those bad judgment calls, th- that's not down to teething. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. That's, that's not that's not something that's going to magically fix itself. I feel like you feel like I am I'd, saying there's nothing God, wrong. God, God, I, I it feels like there's more wrong I, than you are. I don't think any of this is bad. I live in the world of journalism, newspaper journalism, radio journalism. This is going to keep us going for years. That's it's what, a wonderful thing. I, I'm actually going the other way. I, I, I don't think that. I think sweeping this away by calling it teething problems is is living in a fantasy no, land. No, no, it's no, not. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's no teething problems. The teething problems are what Rogers highlighted this weekend and over other weekends that we're, we're, when we're discussing handball decisions and offside mm-hmm. decisions and sending off decisions and like it's these are decisions getting made by human beings, the referees. That has nothing to do with teething problems. And by the way, see, 25 years ago. There was still a really bad yeah. sending off decision And we're still getting it now And seeing three years time with VAR We are still going to have the same arguments That's This show will still be getting hounded by calls on bad decisions Because my thing so is still, You're not still banging on about Euro 1 against Indy United are you? Oh, <laughs> I'm missing unbelievable I, uh, I was never a red this card is, This would be my po- I Might have a three game ban if VAR had been on that team <laughs> I read an article about the use of VAR in the Bundesliga recently right now They were one of the first to implement They implemented it way before us They have got all sorts of cameras, right? That we can only dream of. They've been getting um, pilots, professional pilots, to come in and educate the referees on the importance of clear communication. You know, getting your message. They're doing all sorts to try and, and make it as good as they can. And yet, they still apparently they're all complaining that it's taking too long. So I feel like we are kidding ourselves on that one day, someday, we are just going to be like, oh, this is. There we are, we're over the teething problems and it's now... Qu- so right now, 2023, people in the Bundesliga are still complaining that it's taking too long. And over there they call it Varsprung technique. <laughs> On that note, keep your calls coming. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here. It's quarter to seven. Not a single mention of a good goal, a good pass, a brilliant save, a defensive lapse. Just the way you want Mondays to be, Roger Hanna. It's absolutely brilliant. Is I'm it? loving that. There weren't mentions of goals. Stephen Fletcher, Nicky Devlin, Dre Wright, no, Sead Hagsabanovic, you two gave James it the, Tavernier. The, the token mention at the top because I, because I make it. you. Prompted. But, um, prompted. Exactly. But anyway, good fun. 01419511025. Let's bring in John, uh, who's on the line. Take it away, John. All right, Gordon, Kenny, and Roger. How are John? you? How's uh, Hi guys, uh, I'm just going on about this VAR again. It's see now, I accepted like I thought. See at first when I first thought VAR was coming in, right? I didn't know it would be our own officials who'd be officiating it from whatever they do it from an office. I thought it was going to be, like independent people would look at it from afar. Right? I didn't know it was our own. But anyway, the VAR, I'm sitting tired of it. I'm a Celtic fan. I've been on the show before, but see the thing is now. Rogers made the, 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 the word use the word teething problems. That's like saying, oh, it's an honest mistake, right? The guy at the top, the refereeing guy at the top, him at runs the, I, don't, I can't remember his name, right, Gordon? Crawford Allen. Yes. Crawford Allen. He's got to walk. That guy's got to maybe murder. He's got to walk. The performances, they, they, they professional referees, right? They're professional. They don't, don't, see, don't dress up and say, ah, but they've got other jobs and all that. Listen, there's people out here who do, do two jobs, part-time jobs or whatever, and they're still professional. These guys just doing a job just now, right? The referees. It's diabolical, man. And it's always the same referees that get the Rangers games, Celtic games, like your 
Walsh and the Beaton and see the other guys below them. They kind of are they no are they no professional enough? Are they no capable to do their job at a at a level at a Celtic game or a Rangers game or whatever? But see now, guys, Roger, I'm sorry, but see this teething problems carry on. They've got he's got proper has got to walk. I said this question. This is not just going to the cinema for a bit of entertainment. This is high end entertainment. This is costing clubs a vital. Now, Kenny, you played the game with both sides of the city, right? You know yourself, if it's one each and you've got a legitimate goal or a, a goal that shouldn't stand, right? That's, that's, that can cost you points and, and big money. And at the end of the day, you're sending fans home knowing the referee's made a backside. You know what I mean, guys? So, Crawford Allen, tonight, he's got to walk. He's got to walk. He's got a crystal job up there. Tonight? Specifically ah. tonight? Why not? Gordon. 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 I'm just guys, joking, John. He's made a pig idiot, man. His employees, his referees' standards are terrible, the guys that work for him. But I'll tell you, every, every fan is getting fed up with now. We're fed up with it. I did think it that I, I was crying out for it, to bring it in and to see things like you do in tennis, etc. But, but now, <laughs> see, see some of the lines, man. I think my eyes are going funny because it's like a diagonal squint and all that. Well, he, that, that. That is an important point because there's a couple, John will be resonating with a lot of people there on that point about the lines, right? But I, I think there are certain things, Roger, that we are almost sort of duty-bound to, to clear up, right? You can debate till the cows come home. That's a handball. No, it's not. That's a straight red card. No, it's not. Whether the lines look squinty to you or I or John on the TV is literally irrelevant. It is the reason that we forked out for... It's the reason we paid the money, isn't it? It's the reason that we paid for the technology. Otherwise, what they would do is they would let John and Proven Mill sit in his living room, pause his TV, and then he can just look with his naked eye and he can tell us who's offside and then we would just do it that way. The bit that we paid for was the bit that you... Get off Hawkeye It's the technology It's the bit that says That even if the camera Is not 100% Bang in line It can tell you Whether it's offside or not I what, know What you're asking us to do Gordon Is put our trust In the technology Now you, you will find What's a, a different you, issue Roger, you, should, <laughs> you should know Gordon With all your experience There's not a lot of trust Because around Scottish football now, going back to John's point, I don't see points, to be fair. I actually do. I, I get that, and it's it's not it's not a bad thing to to sort of ask questions and, and want yeah. clarity because that is fine. But the point I'm trying to make is, how can me, you, Kenny, John, why why would anyone think that our naked eye on a TV would be more reliable than that? That 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 no, gen, genuinely does confuse me. I think that's I, I think we bizarre. do need to put our trust in the technology and decisions like that as a matter of fact. And we need to trust him as a matter of fact. Now, John, John was talking about the uh, the teething troubles. Not my words, Johnny and Maxwell were words in October, and they have been borne out. On his point about Crawford, Alan, one of the things down south that is being credited currently for an improvement in their VAR system is the fact that former referee Howard Webb has taken charge mm-hmm. of his uh, professional game management. Yeah. Company down there Is that theirs and improved by the way? That is theirs improved But one of the things That he is being credited for Is coming out And being A more visible sure. Front man For that For the referees Coming out Going on television Going on radio Explaining things mm-hmm. Being more open Being more transparent In the decision making He won't say Our refs are great He'll say Listen Our refs are human 
They can make mistakes But here's what we're doing about it Now I'm not going to call for Crawford Allen to go I'm not going to back up John But what I would call for Crawford Allen to do Is be a bit more like Howard Webb You know, come on to this show Speak to the newspaper, speak to the TV channels And explain some of the decisions Because at the minute The general public Many of whom pay a lot of money to go and watch their football They're confused Yeah, I I do feel like That's obviously valid, Kenny I also feel like Sometimes we can help ourselves Whether that is Whether fans to a lesser extent uh, But some pundits It's for sure, I don't mind saying that Managers as well You know For instance you've got John Talking about oh, You know the lines are squinty And I mean they're, they're not they're, they're just, They just aren't Like there's no point I, I can't I can't convince people of that They're just not um, I think the third part Groundsman's got a squinty Called Qualcast <laughs> he, may, he may well have um, he's Qualcast calibrated But you know Stuart Kettlewell then says After the game You know I, Basically I want answers on this Because Fashion Sakala's line Is Ahead of Bevis Mugabe's So he must be offside Except it is quite common knowledge I've said it on the show before That that can be the case But if the two lines are touching in any way The benefit of the doubt goes with the attacker So actually When something is offside That usually means we've got a bit of daylight Our two lines need to be apart For it to be given as offside So yes Fashion Sakala's line might look ahead of Bevis Mugabe's But are they touching? Yes Therefore that was the right decision And then you've also got Lee Johnson Talking about um, you know, it needed to be clear and obvious to get involved in you in second booking, which is just factually incorrect. That they wouldn't get involved in that. It never does on second bookings anywhere. So I feel like there's a difference between our genuine problems, issues, debates, and then the ones that we're all just kind of making up and just gather momentum, snowball on social media. Look at the stuff about the offsides at Fir Park at the weekend. If you're the creator of Hawkeye sitting wherever he may be, you're, you must be chuckling away to yourself at that stuff. It's, you know what I think I think what we're doing is We're doing exactly what you say We shouldn't We're throwing everything Into the same mix And there is a, a general frustration With VAR With the decisions That the referees Watching VAR Are making mm. There are things Like you've said And Roger says They are statement of fact Offside Is offside If you're onside The goal's given You've explained the rules With overlapping lines Or touching lines The uh, the other things about the, the red cards These are just decisions that the referees are making And they're constant They're going to continue I mean, Should should Crawford Allen be resigning? Probably not Could he be a little bit more like Roger mm-hmm. says Vocal and explaining Again it doesn't need to be every decision Every week at every stadium mm-hmm. I think big situations uh, Sometimes need to be explained And the one thing Roger says Right at the top of the show <clears throat> It's what we're doing about it how how are yeah. we how are we going to improve this? What's your what's your feeling on that? Because despite what I just said there, and I know that the way that can come across, I believe there are loads of issues, loads of problems. I feel like we need to focus on the right ones and not get distracted by stuff that's just you know factually incorrect or a complete misinterpretation. So, you've played, you've coached, you know, pundit. How how do you think? Do we have a standard of officiating problem? Is it worse than it was when you played? How, how do you look upon it? I just I look at it It comes down to the Right to the bottom line That It's a human being Looking at a situation Now I think the referees Are under a lot more pressure Because now I can't actually remember Talking about interpretations Of laws and things Back back when I was playing 10, 15 years ago But now the laws Have changed so much The handball I mean the offside rules Are, are an absolute farce by the way in my opinion An absolute fast offside Just we've, generally we've The debated it. version we, of yes, it Yes okay. we've debated it A million times before We've, we've come on the show so it's, it's just a shambles 
After so the referees are now got all these different rulings that are changing constantly. They've now then got to be there at centre stage making good decisions. I just don't think they're they're making enough good decisions. And because VAR again, you mm. say that everybody expects everything to be running smoothly and, and, and referees to be getting these decisions it's bang on every single time and unfortunately it's just is, no happening is the communication quickly is the communication do you think that should be the first fix Roger because with the best will in the world nobody can wave a magic wand and say referees yeah, be better I, think, I, I think mean that's would, not going to happen I think it would iron out a lot of the trouble to answer another one of John's questions in among that you know, are there not other referees good enough to take on old firm games? We spoke to Brian Graham of Partick Thistle the other week, who was complaining that the best six refs get the Premier games, the next best six refs get the Premier VAR jobs, and then you're mm. down to referees yeah. number 13 to 18 in the Championship, and he says they're rubbish. See, in fairness, right, I think that will. Ev- but there we go, I've found you a teething problem. I'll, I'll, I'll come on board with you. Eventually. Should we not see a bit of improvement in that? Because what what will happen eventually, just inevitably, is the best refs don't make the best vars, and it might be that the best vars are not very good referees. You know, because like anything, you find your niche, you find your skill set. So once once we've got a bit of body of work behind us, it might be that some championship level ref that you've not really heard of actually emerges as the best var, and they decide that actually, do you know what? Nick Walsh or whatever You're much better suited At, at being all, on the, all on the field All of a little tweak And they do what they do in England Where some of the best Recently retired referees mm-hmm. Are allowed to stay on no, as No they, they can do that here But we just don't have anyone That retired recently enough We don't have anyone That's within that time yeah. frame So again that That is that is available That's a, that's a teething trouble uh, Thank you very much to John um, And Ryan Clark Kent Has said to me that Stuart Kettlewell got answers from Crawford Allen To his satisfaction There we are I stand corrected He's the last manager in the league I want to fall out with Believe me Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Come on then A bit of light relief There are no Let me check these questions not one single mention of VAR in the Beat the Pundit question. So if you fancy it tonight, 01419511025, and it could be you playing Roger Hanna, if you're brave enough, or Kenny Miller next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025. It's Twitter at Clyde SSB. And it has been one way traffic since the start of the show Referees, VAR, controversy It was not a great weekend on those topics So if you want to keep it coming Agree or disagree with what you've heard Then it's 01419511025 And if you want to go all radical on me and change the subject You can do it on the same number But let's do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, beat the pundit time I think we need a we need a good week for the listeners I'd feel much better about things if we could secure one of them uh, Ross is in East Kilbride How's it going Ross? Uh, not bad, not bad, how are you? Yeah, not bad Have you ever played before? I have not, no, no. Right, okay well, listen, neither, these two, neither of these two are that far from East Kilbride So I think we could You could all, you'd drop the ball off if Ross beats you That, that fair? Yeah. Just, yeah, that's, I, thought, I, thought you'd, yeah. I thought you'd be delighted at that um, Heads it will be Roger Hanna Tails it will be Kenny Miller uh, and let's see who Ross gets 
Nearly dropped the coin That's the old coin It's Tails It's Kenny Oh, oh. oh there's the new one up there Roger sorry I didn't use your shiny I'm, new coin I'm, I'm told Marvin mm. was very impressed with it last he, week, he really was It was It's still a Tails though It's still Kenny So what we'll do here Is give Kenny Some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way he can't hear us Ross So it's quite straightforward from here He says uh, 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And if you'd rather just pass And move on to the next one That's absolutely fine okay Perfect Right let's go 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Who scored his first goal For Rangers at the weekend? Oh Pass Who's currently In the playoff spot In the Scottish Premiership? Uh, Dundee United Who did Aaron Ramsey Join Rangers on loan from? Uh, Arsenal Name any Welsh player In the Rangers first team squad Oh Pass Who does Scotland play on Saturday? Cyprus who scored the winning penalty for Celtic in the Scottish Cup final to secure the quadruple treble? Uh, oh, pass. Okay, let's bring Kenny back. Kenny, can you hear us? Same set of questions. Ready? Yep. Let's go. Who scored the first goal for Rangers at the weekend? Tyler Neil. Who is currently in the playoff spot in the Scottish Premiership? Well, come on. Who did Aaron Ramsey join Rangers on loan from? Juventus Name any Welsh player Currently in the Rangers First Lawrence. team squad Who did Scotland play on Saturday? Cyprus Who scored the winning penalty For Celtic in the Scottish Cup final To secure the quadruple treble? Pass Who's top of the Scottish Championship? Queen's Park What is the name of Dunfermline Stadium? Oh, pass Okay Ross is it harder When you're actually On air? Oh 100% definitely I, mean, I think I think he, he got one more I think he got one more than me I, I'm I'm a uh, Panicking here He was a bit faster You obviously misheard me You definitely misheard me For the first question Yeah And you just panicked Ross So it was a bad combination yeah. Oh I panicked It's definitely not tab though Who scored his first goal for Rangers? Oh my god Unbelievable The guy's only got night. What is it you, you never used, I want the replay You said oh, who scored you the sound, first goal You sound like Marvin Bartley honestly Todd Cantwell But then Ross didn't get it either And guess what Ross that's poor for you Ross is <laughs> He said the wrong thing for me He must have got it right for you Ross is a Rangers fan Ross that is question one panic isn't it Oh yeah definitely Definitely um, I was working at the time I was listening to the radio So I didn't even see it Excuses I'm going to stop telling people they can pass Because I think it like plants the seed And then the, the bottle just goes Anyway um, You both sort of were close <sighs> But not close enough The playoff spot is Ross, Ross County, County. Oh, I panicked there Aaron Ramsey was alone from UV. Kenny goes one nil up. I think oh. you you were you were toiling mentally at this point, Ross. Yeah. Um, the Welsh players in the Rangers squad are Robbie Matondo and Tom Lawrence. Two nil, Kenny. You both knew that Scotland play Cyprus at the weekend. I mean, how good is it to have a Scotland international who scored against Cyprus this week in the studio, Roger Hanna? Yes. I mean, honestly, I think we planned these things in advance. Who, who scored the other goal that night, Kenny? That, uh, Jamie Mackey oh. Well he's bound to know Are <laughs> I don't you know sure? if anyone else would have See I've, I've worked too many years with Gordon DL Who doesn't know anything about it um, It is Cyprus So it's 3-1 to Kenny at this point This was tough But let's see if the Anorak can get it The winning penalty For Celtic to secure the quadruple treble Oh my guess would be Odds Edward mm. Christopher Ayer Oh really? and the shootout Yeah Of course aye. Mm. Uh, so still 3-1 Kenny at this point Queen's Park are top of the championship 4-1 Kenny And you even had time to forget That it's East End Park For Dunfermline Ross I'm afraid it was not enough It was a 1 and a 4 for Kenny Miller Hardlines Oh absolutely I'm glad I didn't get Roger I think it was probably about 6 or 7 one. <laughs> On the bright side Neither of these two will turn up At your front door With a sign ball tonight So every oh, cloud I'm Well done Ross 
No worries, thank you Thanks guys Good Ross. man, that was Ross from East Coast I mean they all count I'd say a, a, a dip below your usual level It was, level, it was but a poor performance But still a four it should have been a six. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. If you had said the right question, it would have been a five. On it, do not go all Marvin <laughs> Bartley on me. Do you know I could, how I could tell as well? Because I then it was such a ridiculous answer that I sort of laughed, and then I you, did, you I, looked at me as if thinking, what, what are you, you laughing about? at? What are you laughing at? I'm thinking, <laughs> so, did somebody else score first? Was there an OG? What, <laughs> is, what is Tavernier up to? 90, 98 <laughs> So it wasn't his first. Um, what was it? Another goal, another assist. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to If nothing else I'm going to miss The James Tavernier Debates When he's eventually gone Kenny Because it will never escape it People would quite rightly say Are you mad? How can you Be overly critical Of a right back That's got 98 goals And more assists But then other people Loads of times Anytime it goes wrong For Rangers Will always phone up and say He isn't defending well enough He's not captain material Whatever He's a constant source of debate On this show He's a constant source of debate But he's also a constant source When Rangers need somebody To step up and produce something Whether it be a free kick Or stepping up in a high pressure situation Taking a penalty Or producing a, a cross That goes right on the money It's a, a Sakala's head I've been on the receiving end Of that cross many a time myself He does stand up he, he's, he's stand up and counted all the time By the way Very very rarely miss again That's why I think he's Approaching 400 games as well uh, Which is incredible I mean I think it's 114 assists I heard on Saturday So over two 200 goal involvements and, and he's just coming up to the 400 games it's incredible numbers I get it sometimes the defensive stuff with him but he's also getting asked to play a really really attacking role to give a uh, that on that right wing uh, like to be the, like the attacking outlet there for Rangers so you you've got to forgive him sometimes the, the actual game itself if you like Roger the goals that were scored the goals that were conceded if we Except just for now For a bit of sanity That the lines were Not squinty Or whatever What, what did you make Of the rest of it um, it, it didn't surprise me I think I took 3-2 In my prediction At the top of the you show did. On Saturday It finished 4-2 It was pretty typical Of a Rangers game In the Michael Beal era They look as if They'll score Lots and lots of goals Going forward Not a problem The goals split between Tavernier He got the first Todd Cantwell That was his first For the club Gordon Sakala Substitute Tillman Scored as well but they do look nothing to do with James Tavernier, Kenny. They do look vulnerable at the back. Well, you they're know, conceding was, a lot of goals, Roger, yeah, and that'll be yeah. something Michael will be looking to try and get in his game. In his 100%. first game, two against Hibs, second game, two against Aberdeen. Yeah. They concede two against Partick, and it's, uh, it's asking a lot for the front players to have to go and score three and four goals every week to win games. Well, it won't happen every week, Roger. That's the thing yeah. So that's where at some point they'll, 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 they'll come unstuck because there's just no way you can concede the again, particularly the first goals as well. You know they're conceding a lot of first goals But there's no doubt It'll be something that Michael will be looking to definitely change Because it's no You can't continue to concede that amount of goals And still be winning games You'll have a day when you're off Or the front players It doesn't quite go for them And you end up dropping more points I've seen It was under the spotlight more this weekend Because we have three uncapped goalkeepers Going for the Scotland jersey on, on Saturday Um how much credit goes to Liam? How much credit goes to James Tavernier for the free kick? Can Liam Kelly do better? How annoyed would Stuart Kettlewell be at Callum Slattery for putting the team in that position in the first place with the tackle? Where's the balance for you? Well, it was a catalogue of errors by Motherwell. First of all, a ridiculous challenge by Slattery and John Lindstrom. Secondly, a wall that didn't jump in unison, and thirdly, Liam Kelly. You know. I think we all knew where Tavernier was going to put the ball and he almost got there. It looked as if he did get there and didn't keep it out. And as you said in the show on Saturday, 
wasn't straight in the corner you know it was reasonably central you just wonder for him and it, it, it's a bad weekend for the two Scottish based lads I think we've got a Scotland squad that's only got two Scottish based outfield players in it Callum McGregor and Ryan Jack a um, couple of Scottish based goalies but Liam Kelly lost four on Saturday lunchtime Xander Clark had lost three by half time at Petaudry by the way and Liam Angus Kelly's Gunn, could have been eight Roger yeah. Haddon made a few good saves by the way but Z- Angus Gunn championship team of the week clean sheet kept mm. out Stoke attack anyway, what it's yeah. left right and centre he'll start against there's, Cyprus there's enough times to get into those specifics I guess later in the week on, on the Tavernier free kick though Kenny I suppose you, to get it up and down in that Proximity, I suppose that's where it's hard for goalkeepers. Yes, and great if, technique. If, if a player can pull that off, then you're you're going to be up against it. Great technique, and sometimes again, you see because it's went in low as well. Sometimes they oh well, it's not even went in the top corner. That could be harder to actually get across and get down as well. The ones that are going in low. I think I heard I read Liam Kelly saying he actually struggled to see it because of the wall that Rangers placed in front of him as and well. I, so I think James Tavernier said that yeah. that was deliberate. Yeah. So that they of course, because it, makes him, it go, yeah. makes him go an extra step probably that way, which leaves the bigger gap. So it's a ploy that a lot of teams use uh, and, and it worked. It worked at the weekend. I mean, you've got someone like like Tav who can then, he's got the technique to get it up and down and even on that short space, he's got a, the good technique, gets the top spin on the ball, he gets a dipping right in front of the line. What, did you, make a, what did you make of Tavernier's post-match comments about Celtic will see the real range in these games coming up Listen, I certainly hope so I certainly hope so I, I've, I've said myself I think that the the performance wasn't good enough uh, Michael said it players have now came out and said it and acknowledged that that level of performance is not good enough and you know what it's not going to be against that Celtic team what I, what I hope you see as is, is a, is a performance yep it is better but it's also more aggressive and don't allow mm. Celtic I mean Michael's talked a lot in the last few when there's been decent performances he's actually talked a lot about their, their off the ball their pressure their counter pressure has been really really good as well not just their play again if you go back to Hibs they were absolutely sensational second half against Motherwell at the weekend they were far better but he's also talking about how they're getting after mm. teams and getting after the ball they need to do that better against Celtic I'm going to take this show to new intellectual heights Roger that it's never scaled before somewhere in a dark corner of North Lanarkshire Gordon DL is scribbling this down because we know he likes an inspirational quote. Oh, he does. But I don't think this. I don't think he could reach these heights. William has sent me a tweet saying, "On the topic of VAR, because that's all we've discussed tonight. As the saying goes, nothing vast enters the life of mortals without a curse." There you are. Is that not what you were just saying to me in the office, Kenny? Before that's we came in, it's that- echoed my exact. Statement, yeah. If the Dazzler doesn't claim that as his own by the weekend, I'll be astonished. Nothing vast enters the life of mortals without a curse. What do you think, Craig, on the line? <laughs> it's certainly poetic, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I could have come up with it, that's for sure. Um, no, listen, I, I, I think guys in the VAR thing, I think we're twofold here. We're asking the wrong questions. For a start, I think they have to be clear. The technology itself works. That isn't the problem. The, the problem has never been the technology because it is as subjective, uh, or sorry, excuse me, as impartial as you can get and as objective as you can get. You know, it is what it is. It's how it's operated. It's the human error aspect. And you'll never eliminate human error. And by the way, it's not just up here. I don't know if anybody's seen what happened down south at the weekend, but there were some atrocious decisions down there. I sat on Friday night and watched as a goal was ruled out for Newcastle United that absolutely should have stood because a referee decided that a defender clearing the ball didn't deliberately kick the ball. So it does happen even in the biggest and best league in the world. Um, I think 
that it's about clarity and about explanation. I'd love for us to have what they have in the rugby and in, in football. Have the referees mic'd up because and when a referee comes to a decision in rugby, you can hear every word that's being said. You know how they've came to that decision because you can hear their workings. Here, you just don't. You just see a ref get sent to a monitor for one thing and then not sent for another thing. And then sometimes you see decisions like the Kamalik one, for example, which is, I mean, it's a fingertip save that Andy Considine has produced. And the ref's not told to go to the monitor for that, but earlier in the game, he was for Vassell's goal. Things like that, they're going to frustrate the life out of us until we get some sort of clarification. I also think it's worth noting that when these bad decisions happen, and I'm not talking about marginal ones or subjective ones, you know, everyone can make those mistakes, but when those blatant, blatantly bad decisions go against the club, they might feel the consequences. Kamalik might go down off the back of those two points. They didn't pick up at the weekend, not saying they will, but they could. A team could lose a championship. It could, anything could happen. Referees themselves, other than the scrutiny and the ire of fans and players and managers, don't actually face consequences that often down south one of them actually recently did because of a, a, a blown offside decision where they've now not going to be refereeing a, or VRing I think it was in a Premier League game perhaps we need somebody to take the reins up here that, that will be a bit stronger and better train the refs because I don't like just sitting picking on them I think we just have to recognise that they are human beings but we, we can improve it by improving their performances it's interesting when Craig brings up look this is this does genuinely happen everywhere just watch watch other leagues that sort of to me Roger that can encourage you in, 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 a, in a weird way and say well you know what it's not it's not just us or we're not making a specific mess of this but if if it encourages you on one hand on the other it, it kind of worries me because if we are in a thinking of well actually you know once we get rid of teething problems it'll be better or, or we just need to better train our refs or we just need to get full time refs or whatever these silver bullets that people keep mentioning are we kidding ourselves on? I don't know it, it, because if Craig has just phoned in and said that it's still well, he's quite problematic right. elsewhere what, what is it we're hoping for? The decision in the Forest Newcastle game on Friday night defied logic right. I mean that was ridiculous So 20 cameras full time referees had VAR for a number of seasons Yeah and so, still don't get it right So what, what, um, what is it we're hoping to achieve well, or how are we going to get there? One of the ways of getting there and I think Craig's quite right it might sound ludicrous to us making up the officials the way they do in rugby but it hasn't done rugby any harm Rugby's embraced mm-hmm. it um, It gives the fans in rugby grounds and on television a full idea of what decisions are being made why they're being made <laughs> and the thought process that goes into it mm-hmm. now you were talking earlier on and I fully agree with you Gordon we need to put our trust in technology we need to put our trust in that the VAR lines are fully calibrated and we've got it right so by extension we need to put our trust in officials that even if they make mistakes they're honest mistakes so why could we not listen to the mm-hmm. conversation between the referee at Rugby Park on Saturday and the VAR in the studio Who's looking at that Andy Considine issue? Suppose what we would need to do. We don't. I know there are examples, but we'd almost need to become world leaders on that. Then, wouldn't we? Or, or part oh, of listen, the, the leading not, pack? Yeah, listen, I'm not going to bring it into the SPFL Premiership on its own. Oh, so you're talking generally football, yeah, or right, okay, globally, generally, right? Football in general, globally. You know, I might come in at the next European Championships. I might come in at the next World Cup, and then it would filter down to. Can us I ask? Well, how does it improve in. the decision? 
No, it it just helps us understand. Well, yep. this is what they're talking about. But they've still got a bad decision. It just helps the reaction, doesn't yeah. it? Exactly. And that's the thing. I, I can see so why you're asking. So there's a communication thing, and but it's not going to change also, the decision. I would also like to hear what Alexander Mitrovic said to Chris <laughs> Kavanagh at Old Trafford yesterday. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so you actually, you're not as sold on that. You don't think even just uh, an explanation would just help people? I think an explanation. No, I think an explanation would. But I don't know if the commun- that that type of communication hearing that would actually give mm-hmm. us it. I think. In the Considine one, I think we need that. that there has to be another mm. reason why that wasn't given, because, and that's where I yeah. think we, fans probably because you're absolutely right, Craig. That could that took, could be two mm. points at command that get that could be absolutely crucial come the end of the season. Whether it's direct relegation or mm-hmm. into a playoff spot, it could really have a big a big impact on their season. Maybe that's a bad example that one because it seems particularly obvious. But again, are we kidding ourselves on with the referee? Over the mic or after the game Whatever your chosen version is Says I genuinely don't think it hit his arm And Derek McInnes goes Oh well then At least at least I've had my explanation I, I, I just, That does just move, you, move your fury In a completely different direction Yeah but it, pro- it probably would Maybe that's a bad example that one though. It, 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 would al- it would allow Derek McInnes at least to know Sure At the minute yeah. it's a mystery I'm all for it Imagine broadcasting it on oh, here Oh please bring fantastic. it on Thank you very much to Craig 01419511025 Good time to call We'll try and get you on next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's time for Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna To team up on the full time teaser uh, and we'll keep it brief and go straight back to your calls because it is a lively old night on the phone ends. But thank you to Stephen for sending this teaser in. That's the aim of the game. You send the questions, and hopefully the pundits struggle with the answers to your question. Always like to try and keep you all involved as much as possible. So this one tonight from Stephen. Can you name ten players who've scored against both Rangers and Celtic in the same season since 2018-19? Now this is only league goals. Can you name 10 players who've scored against both Rangers and Celtic in the same season since 2018-19? Now, I, I can ask this question with confidence when it's you two because I want you to be measured about it. Actually try and think of right answer. Whereas Gordon DL would just shout 150 names at me and swamp this question. But have a little think. See what you can come up with. Any that spring to mind? I'm, I'm having a wee bit, I guess, here. O'Hara? No, I think that's an educated guess, but he's not on it. Kevin Nisbet Yes Oh he's on my list as well here Roger Yeah well done Van Dien? No actually nope So you're going to need good recent knowledge So 10 players who have scored against both Rangers and Celtic in the league In the same season since 2018-19 Kevin Nisbet did it uh, The 2021 season Josh Ginelli? No Any that might have done it this season? Oh Shankland? No, no. Alan Campbell? No. Did he not score the left foot volley this year? The 2 2? No? Was it no? no? Was that Doyle Hayes? No, you've just got the wrong first name. Josh Campbell. Josh Campbell. Brilliant. Oh, that's what, that's what, that's what I mean. Come on now. Well, no, Alan, but Alan Campbell. Who did I say? Alan Campbell plays for Luton. Like, but he's, but anyway. he scored for Motherwell against Rangers ah, in that right, time okay. frame. Come so on. Alan Campbell then, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> Any more, Roger, for now? Um, for now, I am going to see. It's a good one, isn't it? Twenty eighteen, nineteen. Yes. Joel Nibley. No. All right. We'll get back to that full time at Clyde1.com That's where Stephen sent the questions in. So keep them coming, please. Let's bring in Paul, who 
is on the line But you're more interested Paul In what was happening in the Rangers Support at Fir Park at the weekend Is that right? That, that's right Gordon uh, Thanks for letting me on um, Gordon, Kenny and Roger um, <clears throat> I also had one of those I, I guess for that, that, that quiz there you No had. I'm going to cut you off Paul They don't need any help I've pulled that mic right down Just you carry on <laughs> with your point Can I give a clue at least? Maybe at the end Right, right, pull me at the end if you're going to let me, right. Anyway, just about the support, I, uh, listen, I, I kind of, I understand, though, we're going through a bit of a tricky time now, and I kind of want to get Kenny's feeling this as well, being, you know, an ex-Rangers man and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I look at the board, and I'm not going to take away what the board have done since the Mike Ashley era and Charles Green and all that type of stuff, though, that, that they've, they've got us there. But I think, you know, I think... Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson are getting a bit of a hard time here and, and there'll be other Rangers fans probably going to phone in and say what you're talking about but I think the Park family if I'm being honest with you um, and I know there's some ex-Rangers players who are big fans of the Park family um, and probably you know, defending to the help but at the end of the day these guys are holding the, the, the money at Rangers um, Stuart Robertson doesn't and neither does Ross Wilson they can only do what they've got. They can only work with the tools they've been given, like a like a tradesperson would, to be honest. So, um, if they they need more money, they need more investment, and that only comes from um, the powers that be in the board. And it's higher up than Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson, to be honest. And I think they're getting in the neck, um, and it's not going to change things. Um, you don't have to look at other clubs around the world, Man United and whatnot, and the Chelsea's of this world to go through managers and go through um, and all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day. The Park family hold a big part of this, and I think they're getting a wee bit of scot free uh, running that, to be honest. And I think the Union Bears and that, if they really want to protest against this, then they, they have to be the focus point on it. Um, and peaceful protests are not in here to slate people's characters. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they hold a power sway at Rangers, and I don't think they're getting necessarily attention in the media, if I'm being honest with you. Just um, to be clear, though, um, Paul, because obviously, you know, it was the Time for Change banners held up at Fir Park. You're right, sure, Robertson and Ross Wilson. Um, are the, the the targets of that protest, but but your take on it is that in the in the the case of Ross Wilson, for instance, if we're talking recruitment, you think they need more money. Whereas I guess some people who would hold up the placards would say it's about how that money's been used. It's not the amount of it is is where they're frustrated. No, well, politically their hands are tied. They're not going to come out and say otherwise. They're in jobs at the end of the day. It might come out later on in years to come that when they're no longer in that position, they might say some, but. At the end of the day, the Park family hold the power, and I know there's been a lot of you know comings and goings with certain individuals looking to invest in Rangers, and they haven't met certain criteria, and that concerns me a wee bit. And absolutely, listen, I suffered the, you know, and Kenny suffered it as well, being a player at Rangers, you know, going into the wrong hands, and, and mm-hmm. I certainly I don't want to go back down that route again. But at the end of the day, we certainly need investment moving forward, and I don't want to be a scattergun because I heard Celtic fans saying the same thing. They did exactly the same thing. Dermot Desmond was mentioned a number of times not being visible at games and blah, blah, blah. And you can go down that route. But at the end of the day, we've got a lot of players there who have been there since Stephen Gerrard came in 2018. You only have to look across the city. They've done a sweeping change. You could probably compare some, some of the players that played in the Fire Cup final, played at the first Old Firm game that Gerrard was there. We definitely changed, but at the end of the day, we need the right players coming in. Yeah, but does Ross Wilson not drive a lot of that? Is that not part of his responsibility then? Who, if not the sporting director, would be in charge of making sure your squad changes? But, but I'm disappointed we only brought two players in. That's not Ross Wilson's fault. At the end of the day, he can only, it's, it's all comes down to money. 
Um, you're not telling me that Ross Wilson's just been given a barrel load of money and say, here, go and buy who you've got. He, he's probably having to, he'll never say it because he's not going to criticise the board and he's in a job, but his hands must be tied. I'd be raising questions that I'd be honest and saying, well, why are you not going to get more players? Well, in, in terms of who who is being targeted by this, it really depends what your objection or complaint is in the first place. Now, it strikes me that a lot of money has been put into the Rangers football department in recent times. Um, even going back to you know Stephen Gerrard's time, you're talking £7 million on Ryan Kent. Um, an awful lot of signings coming in the door. Even go to, to last January and the money that would be Laid out on the loan deals for Aaron Ramsey and Ahmed Diallo You go to last summer An awful lot of players coming in You know, Red Van Yilmaz I think cost a bit of money Ben Davis cost a bit of money There was a bit of money spent by the board I think the objection and complaint By the people who are, who are putting all these banners around grounds at the minute, Gordon Is that the money hasn't been spent wisely enough You go back to Paul's point there About the team that played in the Via Play Cup final um, Did I read something that eight of the starting 11 Also started the 2019 I think it was 7 was and it, 1 seven? to Celtic I think and, and since then 27 players had come into the club And still those 7 were playing In the first team for a cup final And that was sort of you know Asking questions about The quality of the new players Who had come in in the intervening period So at the minute These supporters do seem to have Ross Wilson and Stuart Robertson In their sights But you know, if things don't get better quickly, then you might find these protests are widened, mm. as Paul suggests. What do you think, Rangers fans? Are you for or against the type of protest you saw at Fir Park at the weekend? Let us know. Um, Kenny, what do you think? There's quite a, we got through quite a lot already there. I suppose on a on a basic level, um, do you just respect the the right of fans to do that and, and can it be distracting or how do you view it? I think when fans, when again you see it all over the place when things are not going well on the field everybody gets it in the neck and it normally starts with the players and the managers and then if it's still not going to improve and then they start to look to the people that are sitting in the stands uh, I do tend to agree that there has been investment in the team I do also agree that that's maybe not been money well spent over the last 20 months or so uh, I think now this is going to be a big summer for Rangers. Uh, sorry, for Rangers in that in that department. Michael want to get four or five probably players in, that are going to improve in his team and starting lineup. Because Rogers right, there has been a lot of players that are still been there probably from three, four, five seasons ago. But uh, again, sometimes you've got to be careful what you wish for as fans and, and change. And obviously, Rangers mm. will, will know that better than most. So it's a difficult one, Roger, because the truth is you'll never know what percentage of supporters agree with that. Sentiment at the weekend And what percentage yeah. disagree I suppose what all, I suppose all you could say At this point in time was Is it's It's enough You know It's sizable That it's making a It's, it's making an impact we, we said, Is that fair We said at the top of the show On Saturday When the first pictures Were coming through From Fort Park How surprised I was At the magnitude Of the protest I had sort of written this off A little bit In previous weeks That you know It was just a handful Of the Union Bears Initially inside Ibrox Then outside Ibrox This was Mobilised to a far greater extent um, Clearly they'd got these posters Onto all the seats in the away end That doesn't mean all of the fans in the away end Are going to lift the posters But the vast, vast majority of them did And it was quite a, a spectacle Just before kick-off at the weekend And next home game after an international break Is Dundee United You wonder if this unsettled element Within the Rangers' support 
will mobilise further and it'll be even bigger for the Dundee United game. Yeah, I wonder about but the, the sort of the pressure that, that can then come about on the back of a bad result, Kenny, because we've been over this many times. Rangers League form is very, very good since Michael Beale came in. In fact, it's pretty flawless, right? There's no doubt about that. Got to a cup final and lost it narrowly on the scoreboard in it, but it's to your nearest rivals and it looks like it might be a trophy of the season if you don't get the other one right. So understand the the um the reaction to that. But when that stuff's there in the background, does it almost lead to a scenario where if Rangers do have a bad result, a couple of bad results, it's then going to really intensify? It will intensify if there was bad results. Listen, I can't see that happening. But where the games that it could potentially intensify are going to be these last three uh, old firm games. Like the first one, obviously, on April the 8th, we've had obviously James Taverners came out and says that, that Celtic will see the real Rangers. Again, I'm sure everybody hopes that is the case. And uh, and there's a better level of performance in that game. Again, two very good teams going at it is what we want to see. And then you've got, the for me, the big one at the end of the month because you've rightly said this is Rangers' last chance uh, to, to make it not a trophy this season and also to stop a potential treble. So it becomes, it's a massive, massive month, April, for mm. Rangers with those two games at the start and at the end. Uh, here's what Michael Beale made of those protests. Listen, I've always worked well with Ross and he came when I was already in the club the first time round. He's influential in bringing me back into the club. We work fantastically well every day. He's a 24-7 football person similar to myself, so our energy is the same. We're off working and looking at players and we control the atmosphere, if you like, in, in the training ground. We're the two main figures at the training ground. So I understand the fans' frustration. They don't know everything that goes on in the workings of the club, but I understand that they pay their money and they support the club. They pack out every away away attendance, both domestic and in Europe. They pack out every game at Ibrox and they have a right to, um, in the right way, put across their opinion. But I would say since I've come back in, the form of the team's been really good. Before that, they can be disgruntled, but now we're looking forward and moving forward and, and I would prefer it if we were all on the same page, but at the same time, they're entitled to their opinion. I, I think the work going on behind the scenes and towards next season is exciting. It can't all be revealed now, but I would just hope that we can make sure that we're together moving forward. What do you think? Rangers fans agree or disagree with those protests at the weekend? Do let me know on Twitter or on the phones. Uh, you too quickly. Thank you to Paul, by the way, before we move on. Quickly, a Brief visit to this teaser Can you name 10 players Who've scored against both Rangers and Celtic In the same league season Since 2018-19 You've given me Kevin Nesbitt And Josh Campbell Any non-Hibs players on there? Ayunga Brilliant Ayunga This season isn't it? Yep Yep well done Roger What about Lewis Ferguson? Yes well done The 21-22 season Scored recently for Bologna Hopefully does it for Scotland This weekend Boyle would you believe no? Unbelievable. Yeah, I think I maybe, maybe there must enough. be a cup and league split for him. Boys, cup semi final, wasn't it? Not Boise either, no. Not Boise. But left field, David Moyo of Hamilton. Oh, very left field. Too left field. No, that's too deep there, Elaine. Too deep mm. there. And one because he was an answer in one of the questions I think on Saturday. Liam Donnelly. No, I'll give you the rest of the break to come up with some more answers, and we'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannan, Kenny Miller, our hero. 1419511025. 
Twitter at Clyde SSB And we're having good fun I think On Stephen's teaser question tonight That he sent in Thank you to Stephen Full time At Clyde1.com Ten players have scored against Both Rangers and Celtic In the same league season Since 2018-19 You've got Josh Campbell Kevin Nisbet Jonah Ayunga And Lewis Ferguson Any during the break? Flo Camberry Camberry did it Well done What about Christian Ramirez? He also did it Well done 6-4 to get What about Sam Cosgrove? Oh now we're cooking Roger Hanna Well done Okay 3 to get We'll get them I think Before the end One in particular though Wow Very tough Very very tough Now what have we not done? What have we not got round to? Because there have been Football. so many so, Well apart from that like, We just like Cut our losses And just round off All the controversial Talking points from the weekend Try and put a lid on it And then we we move on tomorrow Or I mean, what have we not given? Well, Who have we not listen, given the, the credit? The, Dundee United the, are feeling very strongly about the things. The spokesman for Scotland's referees, Mr. Gordon Dell of Motherwell, will be on the show tomorrow night to defend the men in black. Mm. So let's have a pop at them tonight. Dundee United aren't happy. Dundee United are not they happy. They feel the penalty given to St Mirren was a I, joke. Yeah, I can understand their feelings. That doesn't really come down to VAR, as Kenny said earlier. That's a good old fashioned refereeing error. Um, one compounded by the fact that it wasn't overturned by VAR um, And hence the Dundee United complaint um, The look on Loic Kayina's face When he realises that the referee has penalised him For the challenge in Curtis Main Is a sight to behold And we talked, I think one of the last callers Spoke about you know the Andy Concert in handball at Rugby Park That's maybe two points that could cost Kilmarnock relegation it's the same two points get cost in D United relegation after the weekend. You in agreement? Did a Dundee United right to feel hard done by? I think so. I mean, I know the player, and by the way, and he loves a foul. He's on loan for he's on loan for Huddersfield. He loves a tackle. He loves an aggressive tackle as well. Oh, but should, that one. He should have been sent off at Livingston, and having already been sent off against Kilmarnock in the cup. But that one, he's been blindsided. Is there much contact? I think Curtis Main kind of dips his toe in and then just kind of goes down. I thought it was a very, very harsh decision. So yeah, they can feel mm. aggrieved. And then to to sort of reluctantly let's finish where we started. Are those the ones that if you are a manager, a player, a fan, whatever, that, that the concept of VAR is annoying you because you think, well, get it right. It's there to correct it. You know, it's fine if it, if it happens in the first place. And then you throw in that added complication that ab- The nonsense that we've heard since VR was introduced elsewhere in the world About oh well it has to be clear and obvious And then is that clear and obvious And then well, what does that mean Because one man's clear and obvious is, is not the other um, But it, are those the ones that you, you think Right surely when that gets viewed back It will be overturned I think that that's one of a few for the weekend Yeah I think you would, they would have hoped that you would have Right okay the decisions went against us But VAR will sort this out It's no a penalty There's no contact There's this or that I think uh, Like you say You'll still have people think Oh well there was a wee bit of contact there And he's, he's maybe just mistimed it For me I just think it was very very soft Very unlucky for Loic uh, And very unlucky for Jim Goodwin It could have been his first one uh, where does that leave things at the bottom? I did say in the headlines there was no like there was no big winner really because Motherwell lost, Kelly got held, Ross County lost, and Dundee United got held. So no real progress. This is where the beauty of the top six split comes in because the sides at the bottom will be able to squabble to see who stays up, who goes into the playoff, and who goes down. Um, Dundee United still bottom, two points adrift of Ross County, a point further adrift of Kilmarnock. When they all play each other You would struggle to think Two of those teams 
we'll manage to get enough points to haul Motherwell, Austin Johnson back into it. I think your boys probably have done enough, Gordon, to stay up. I think it'll be two from three, and it's up to them to find the goals, find the performances, find the clean sheets to earn another crack at that top flight next season. At some point, Kenny, you know, we talk about Kelly, they've got, oh, they've got a very good home record, and they do. But if you then can't, and Andy Considine handball aside, if you can't then win home games like that, if you start dropping points in them whilst you're not winning away, seems like a, a bit of a recipe for disaster. And again, then Dundee United, you know, certainly steadied the ship for sure. Jim Goodwin and things are looking more secure in certain ways, but just quite simply to state the obvious, need to go and start winning some football matches. Yep, and it's Rangers Hibs next two games, yep. so it's two tough games. So it's uh, it's going to be two for three. I think with Rogers, right? Both St Johnston and Motherwell have probably got enough because. It just says that these teams need to win games. These other teams need to lose games. And when you get to that other, that other side of the split, there's going to be there's going to be teams that win and teams that lost. It's it's hard to see Motherwell and St Johnston losing the amount of games they're going to need to, and the other teams win it to actually peg them back. So it's going to be who can put their best foot forward between Motherwell. Uh, sorry, it's, it's uh, between Dundee United, Ross, Ross County, and Kilmarnock in these last nine games because it does. I mean, Dundee United again. You keep we keep going back to their players. You know that they've got good players there that have just. But now you're you're, you're 29 games into a season and they've, they've still not been doing it. They'll be really unlucky because Jim has steadied the ship, but they're still there's still a long winless run that they've been on. They need to turn that around quickly, or they're going to be again. They're going to be in big trouble. And top of the show, you gave your own pal Stephen Fletcher goal of the weekend. He's going to need it, to produce a few more of them to keep a, them a in the top flight. Yeah, yeah. A lot more, and again, he needs Stephen needs service. He needs that type of service. You give him the chance, he'll score the goals. There's no doubt about it. I mean. All of a sudden, Livy are back in the top six. Roger Hanna, you just, yeah, just can't keep them they, down. They had a wee mini dip there. I actually thought Ross County might go to Livingston and get something in the weekend, but typically, Livingston, you can never write them off. A couple of goals inside two minutes, goal of the weekend from Nicky Devlin, and they're looking good again for that top six. They missed out to your mother will boys when Ricky Lamy scored that, that spectacular. It wasn't spectacular goal, but it's, the celebrations were spectacular last season. They might just do enough this season to get in it. Hmm. Um, but then the decisions in that game I feel like we've, we've covered off and there was in fact well yeah, yes Simon Murray's talking well, point, it yeah. turned out to be a consolation goal for Ross County David Martindale didn't seem too happy but that was down to the lines and the calibration and a statement of fact wasn't it that was, a, that was an offside call in that game I'm trying to think have we missed any are we doing anyone a disservice I don't think so I think so I think we've been round most of them. Uh, uh, there were plenty to go round, so apologies if you have missed one. You've it's done understandable. Celtic's penalty for and against. You've done him yes. sending off. Yes. What did you think of Todd Cantwell and listen, Callum listen, Slattery? I, I don't know. Unless oh great. Unless you get slapped in the face by Callum Slattery, and the way he's going at the minute with eleven bookings this season, one of us might well get slapped in the face by Callum Slattery before the season's out. But you don't know how sore it is. You don't know how different people react. I think he's got a bit of a bad rap, Todd Cantwell, in a weekend when Kelvisel would quite happily have taken that goal that went in off his hand and Andy Considine was quite happy not to have a penalty given against him and only Curtis Main will know how firm the contact from Loi Kaina was. So there are a few this weekend who were playing on the edge. Right, we've done that. We think we, we, we have to accept the offsides. We think, get your... Protractor out and hold it up against your telly and tell us if you, you think we're wrong. So that was that. Glad you didn't um, ask that question of Gordon Dale. There was. <laughs> 
There was You've done Andy Considine's Handball You've done the Livingston one You've done St Mirren's penalty. I think you've almost made it You know yep. I think you almost made it I've Through to the to end get through two hours Without actually talking about Any, any football. good football eh? mm-hmm. You tried your best Just after the hour To get turned no, But nearly did. Turned quickly back Nearly, nearly I don't know what the rest of the week will look This international week of course Anyway, let's uh, finish off on Tonight's full-time teaser We're looking for 10 players that have scored league goals Against Celtic and Rangers In the same season Since 2018-19 So you've given me Ramirez of Aberdeen Camberry of Hibs at the time Josh Campbell of Hibs also Kevin Nisbet of Hibs uh, Jonah Ayunga of St Mirren Lewis Ferguson and Sam Cosgrove of Aberdeen On a talk about the D United What about Jamie McGrath? No these are Pretty tough The remaining couple you know Brophy? Yes Well done Eamon Brophy Well done I like that answer By what's Curtis main one of them? He's not actually No he's not Osman So No now this guy Had a brilliant season We had a brilliant couple of seasons actually But 2018-19 He was in the Um how can we put it politely In the, the latter stages of his career But he was he was defi- Much like yourself at times Kenny Miller He was defying um, The predictions That he should have been Slowing down or whatever And had some really good seasons Towards the end For Kilmarnock Boydie No Lafferty No Oh, come on. an older guy mm. In the Kilmarnock team Took great Was that the Steve Clark season When they were third Mm-hmm Chris Burke Chris Burke Well done Uh, The last one Is the hardest By a mile And I am Delighted At the club That he represented Oh there we go That gives me Some satisfaction That you won't get it A motherable man Because it's none of your Obvious ones Don't waste my time With Louis Moult Or any of these guys So who scored For Motherwell Quite Actually was quite A good goal getter And for some reason It never really lasted And he's Came from lower leagues Slash non-league in Danny England. Johnson There you go That's why he's paid the big bucks yep. That's why he gets 7.50 a show In here yep. That's pounds 50 by the way Just before <laughs> anyone gets the wrong idea My goodness yeah, Particularly my tax man uh, There we are Danny Johnson Good shout that Roger Hanna Well done Thank you Roger Thank you Kenny Miller And thank you Thanks for listening Thank you for calling One of those nights Where it's referees and VAR That get it in the neck And that is fine Because we're here For whatever is on your mind Who knows what tomorrow will bring Maybe we'll reflect more On the weekend uh, And maybe we'll start looking ahead Because it is international week And I know it doesn't float Everyone's boat But it's a big old week Coming up Kenny Miller once scored Against Cyprus didn't you know Well let's see who can do it Uh, At the weekend So thank you again For keeping us company tonight It is Mark Wilson And Gordon DL tomorrow And Callum Gallagher Is up next